of chocolate are you eating today, huh? What's your snack for the day? Um, I have these dark chocolate mint creams from Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has the best snacks, don't they? I was just going to say that. They do. I beat you. I, I don't... I don't... It's hard to shop there sometimes for like... Produce? For the family. Produce? Yeah, produce. Because it's terrible? Well... I don't know if terrible. It's not say. terrible. It's just not the best. Like we have other yeah. grocery stores that I feel like we go to to get better things. But the snacks, like mm -hmm. if I'm going to do a charcuterie board, I'm going to Trader Joe's. Or a snack board. <laughs> snack board. And Something they have seasonal stuff. That's what's really fun is when it's like, oh, well, you know what we love is from that. Um, in the fall, they get that spiced cider. Mm. And we heat that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That I'm looking you, forward to fall now. Does that make you excited for fall? <laughs> yeah. It is 100 degrees today. Well, when we're 100. recording this. I don't know when this episode's going to be released. Yes, but, but at the moment, it's hot. It, yes. We've so had false fall. It went, went down to... 80. <laughs> yeah. And we were In like, ooh, get out your, get out your fleece vest. <laughs> your old Navy fleece vest. <sighs> yeah. I'm just kidding. But yes, it... it it is, I would love to see a little bit of fall with a little bit of uh, apple, hot apple cider. All right, four-year-old. <laughs> What's your favorite snack at Trader Joe's? Do you know? Uh, Barrel Kings. No, those are, at, those are at Costco. From Trader Joe's, do you like those peanut butter crackers? Cheese crackers and peanut butter. And... Where are the one? Where are the barrel came from? Those are from Costco. Today, uh, we're answering a question that I've gotten a whole bunch, mm. and uh, one of our Real Money Method students sent me an email, uh, basically asking this question. We've gotten so many times: How do you approach budgeting when you have an inconsistent income, when you have a variable income, yeah, and that whole thing, everything that kind of surrounds that? And so, anybody who has that, you know what I'm talking about—the difficulty mm -hmm. there. We've and, done that for years. Yeah, and we hard. addressed this in our Real Money Method course, but um, I just kind of took a little bit of a different angle and expanded on it, some things. Is it in the basic in package answer. or the plus package? Uh, I believe this is in the basic package. Okay, that's great. Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, you can find out more about all this in the Real Money Method if you want to go deeper on that and our specific approach to handling this and how we budget and mm -hmm. the thing that has worked when nothing else did for us. But yeah. I'm going to drop you into this response because uh, basically I recorded this response to him, email he sent me. So obviously I'm addressing him, but but I thought this might be helpful for um, for you as well and yeah. for some people listening who are mm -hmm. dealing with the same challenge and struggle. So with that, uh, let me drop you in. Mm -hmm. Hey, Chris. Hope you're doing good. Yeah. So you went through real money. So I'm assuming you saw me talk about budgeting for variable income on there. So I don't know if you did that, but that's a great starting point. That is, and the thing that I hate about this is that you've been through enough of our courses and our book and stuff. You know that I, I like making things stupid simple so that, you know, our students don't have to figure anything out. It's like, here's the roadmap, just do the thing. And unfortunately for this situation, like there just is no, there's no roadmap. It's like, I'm presenting the best solution that I have found because I've been in your shoes. I've been doing this for 15 years and we've just had a lot of ups and downs. We've had a lot of, you know, going through the ebbs and flows of things. And 
And it's just not easy. It's just not easy. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And so I've presented in that the best plan that I have found to do that. But it is not perfect, and it will have to be adapted for each person's situation. And that's that adds a whole other piece to this budgeting thing that I just want to throw out. You doing this, you have to understand that as you're setting it up, it's not going to be right. Like you're going to set it up and it's going to be wrong. Like by one month, you're going to see all these different things that aren't right. But what you have to do, like it takes three or four months. And that's really with people who have somewhat stable situations of adjusting and tweaking and iterating. And I have found that it's around the three month mark where people in general, most of our students really start getting things going like a well-oiled machine. And that's where it flips from being like, this thing that feels laborious and I wish I didn't have to do it to, wow, this is actually fun and I feel more in control of my money than I ever have before. And that that is fun and addicting when you get to that place. And it's not, yeah, because so many people think that I just need more money and once I have more money, then I'll feel in control. And the truth is that's that just isn't the way it is. I know people, you know, making ridiculous amounts of money who just feel completely out of control because they don't have that in place. So, uh, anyway, I say all that to say, start there. That's where we start by, you know, kind of fluctuating all that. And I know you're, I'm kind of hitting on a different aspect of this, but, but I'm trying to hit both sides of it. So that's the one part is like handling the fluctuating income. That's part of it. The next phase of that, yeah, I'll get to the main thing I think you're asking, but the next phase of that is after you have realized or essentially estimate that's okay like look at my last year's income and i have reason to believe i'm going to be able to make the same level income this year therefore i'm going to base everything off of that times 0.8 to be super conservative and to build a buffer into place so that i can handle those months that are low okay and then what we do on top of that is you know and this is also challenging but literally last month we did this. We base our paycheck that we take each month based off the money that's available and that has come in. You know, so like in your in your case, like you know, I don't I don't want to say what the numbers are. Let's use just thousand dollars just for super simplicity. So let's say uh, last year you made a total of twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> just to make numbers really simple, you know, thousand dollars a month was kind of the average of last year, and then now we're going to multiply that by 0.8. So we're going to budget each month off of eight hundred dollars. Okay. Now let's say only five hundred dollars comes in, and we budgeted eight hundred dollars. It's kind of like what we're what we're working with, but there's no more money in the buffer because it's just been two low months in a row, and only five hundred dollars came in. Well. That's what we do. We build out the budget for the month off of $500. And so we work in all the expenses that we have for that month. So for, you know, groceries or household goods or gas or whatever, you know, to the best of our possible ability, we do that. And so that's part of, you know, what we talk about in the book is this idea of adapting to whatever the circumstances are. Yeah. And, and again, like this is just one of those things no one wants to do. It's not fun. It's not comfortable. It's not (laughs) whatever, but but if you do that and if you learn to roll with those punches, uh, then you're going to be in so much better of a position when the pendulum swings the other way and swings upward. But when you're someone who cannot flex and bend because it's like, I have to have everything that I always have and I always want. And these are all the things that I spend money on each month and I cannot bend on that. 
then those are the people that can't, yeah, you're just limited in your upward potential because you can't bend down when things are going down. So anyway, all that to say, that's kind of the first part. The second part, which is tackling this whole idea of budgeting for things only come once a year. I'm bringing this up second because I feel like if you get the first part right, it makes this a whole lot easier, okay? But so there's a couple of different ways. You can just handle this by just having a big, you know, emergency fund or excess savings fund that's going to cover a lot of those things. Uh, we try to like roll them into a couple different kind of buckets. And so our giving, you know, fund includes all of our gifts. So in December, like our giving fund is just, there's a lot of money going out of that. But we account for that throughout the whole year. And that's just kind of part of how we're playing on that, as well as things like, you know, insurance that we're paying annually or property taxes and things like that. We kind of have a big bucket where we just throw all that in and I've just predetermined, all right, we got to spend whatever, $4,000 a year on all this stuff, divide that by 12 and, you know, get to our whatever, 300 something dollars a month that we need to add to that each month, you know. And so, so that's the gist of how we handle that. So anyway, this is a long message, but hopefully this helps a little bit. And um, yeah, see you, brother. All right. We want to know if you've heard about our flagship class called True Financial Freedom. Yeah. And if you haven't, it's more than just a money class. Mm -hmm. It's really about fulfilling your God-given purpose, breaking free from hidden money beliefs and making a lasting impact. Yeah. And we've gotten feedback from students and they've said things like, it is the first class I've taken where at the end of each session, I felt equipped and not burdened. Yeah. And it's less theory and more realistic action steps and guidance. We've also heard it felt like a conversation with friends, which is awesome. Yeah, and it encouraged me in ways I didn't think I would ever experience. This class is on demand, and it's designed for churches and small groups as well as individuals. And you can get all the details at seedtime.com slash TFF.